Hello Gems, welcome to another episode of TRs in Tech. I'm your host, Shelley Benhoff, and today I'm talking to Carol Springer, and she is the co-founder and head of Salesforce Consulting at Gabriel Sales. We talked about her experience with Salesforce, being a freelance consultant on Upwork, and our shared love of making content and what that process looks like. Without further ado, on to the episode. Hey, Carol, welcome to the show. I'm so, so glad that you're here. Oh, thank you, Shelley. So happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Let's just jump right in and have you tell us how, uh, ooh, my stutter is coming out. How did you get started in tech? Yeah, good question. So I really, like, I think some of your other guests too, I didn't really think of myself as a tech person, but I am in tech every day now. Yeah. Um, I started out in sales when I was in my 20s. I was waitressing all the time. And I loved it. When, you know, I went to college, got my first, you know, real job. I was in a staffing company and that was, that was mainly staffing companies, very heavy sales recruiting. And I just love sales. And then I was in Silicon Valley and actually, I remember when Salesforce came to us to pitch us, we were like, they were just getting started out. And I think my husband actually like interviewed for a job to be like number 10 at Salesforce. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. But anyway, living in Silicon Valley, like everyone started using Salesforce and I just started using it in my job. And then in about 2000, um, I started a company um, and with my husband doing sales consulting, outsource sales and um, you know, closing deals for people. And then we end up running sales teams. And within that, we would manage Salesforce. And after about 15 years of that, I said, you know, kind of need to do something a little bit different. <laughs> Managing sales teams is can be a grind, that's for sure. So, but in all the skills that I learned along the way, because clients are going, how are we performing? What are you doing? What do, What's working? What's not working? We we're constantly analyzing everything in Salesforce and then became a Salesforce admin kind of by default, more on the sales operations side, not super techie, um, apex coding, API integrations, any of that. Um, and then another thing, tool that we brought in was Pardot, which is a marketing automation platform that Salesforce ended up purchasing about five, six years ago, but we were in it for about five years before that. And marketing automation is a tool that can help you really enhance your sales. It can send emails on behalf of salespeople, do nurture programs, you know, inbound forms. So it does a lot of marketing function as the name implies. So I learned, so one of my greatest, I guess, skills that I bring to my clients is I really understand sales operations, Pardot and how it integrates with Salesforce. And I understand, you know, most sales operations and we learn something new, I swear, every single day. <laughs> like, I, I just can't believe how much there is to learn. And sometimes I'm thinking, you know, should I really branch out and learn HubSpot or these other tools? Uh, but being that expert is kind of, you know, it's really nice. And there is enough. That's one thing you have to consider. We'll talk about is what's the demand for this, right? So Pardot, there's quite a bit of demand, but for every Pardot, there's probably 20 Salesforce instances or 100 Salesforce instances that could use our help. So I also like to take just straight Salesforce 
projects as well and keep learning that. Um, so, so yeah, so bottom line, I started out in sales, used the technology, and then over time became the leader of it. And we made a lot, tons of standard operating procedures. And here's our setup guide. And I want to like the other day, I just, we get this like automated report email from Salesforce. I'm like, I need to turn this into a video because a lot of people don't realize the benefit of Salesforce. It just makes your job so easy. The reporting is incredibly robust and you can look at data any which way you want. And, but just a lot of people don't know how to set it up. Right. So yeah, you you have this tool and you don't know how to use it. (laughs) No good. And probably another benefit is I, I was a sales user. So I can be very empathetic for the salesperson, for the sales manager, and I understand the technology. And I know, and I have some engineers that work with it, but it's super technical. Nice. Yeah. I I always tell people, you you do work in tech. It isn't just <laughs> devs. If you're consulting, if you're in sales, marketing, whatever, like you do understand the technology. You have to. So you do mm-hmm. work in tech. And I've also right. had yeah. people like apologize to me that they're not technical. I'm not asking you to code something, but you understand the concepts like that's that's it. That's what you need to do. (laughs) Right. And I'm just realizing another skill that I have in my my company, Gabriel Sales, is like being able to figure out how to do it. And this is why some people don't like working with, say, you know, just offshore firms, for example. They set up Salesforce and they don't really understand the user experience and how to communicate what is needed. And like, I, I know how to get the output that we want. And most of the time, the output that we want in Salesforce is my idea because I've worked in sales so much. I, I know what the VPs are going to ask for. So if the client doesn't know, I'm going to tell them what they, I know they're going to want to know next month, next quarter, next year, et cetera. Um, and then being able to project manage it and then put, um, you know, put the project plan into sprints because, you know, as you know, in tech, the hours can just go whoop, yep. and just vanish instantly because right? yeah. <laughs> you go down a rabbit hole and even the client asks you for stuff. They're like, I don't think we want to go down that rabbit hole. Is that really going to help make you money? And coming from a sales background, I'm always like, let's stay closest to the dollar. Let's we're not going to spend hours and hours cleaning up Salesforce. Let's just put in filters so we don't have to see the crap. And let's make sure salespeople are productive. Then if there's some time, holiday season, whatever, that's when you can do some cleanup. Yeah, absolutely. Um, earlier, we were talking about, you know, the complexity of, of the product. There are a lot of different APIs for Salesforce, a lot of different um, approaches and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. as a Sitecore MVP, I um, worked a lot with integrations yeah into uh uh the platform and um sitecore is a like web uh cms Ooh. no it's okay Okay. i'll just edit that out um or or not maybe i'll just leave it you never know (laughs) yeah so sitecore um handles websites, you know, it, uh, manages content and has like this whole 
marketing platform and headless options and all that. So I've, I've worked, um, a lot on like forms and events and stuff like that. So I would connect all the fields in the form and ship them on over to sales force. Um, there are a lot of different products. Is that still true? Like I, I remember having to hunt down, um, documentation for like a specific type of product. What do you mean? Like an app in Salesforce? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. There's (laughs) thousands. That's what I thought. (laughs) And I mean, just what's interesting, like in Salesforce, there's these areas of the system called objects where like, here's where our leads hang out and here's our accounts. Those are the companies and here's the opportunities. And then there's cases. If you do customer support through the system and I thought there was only like, you know, five to 10 areas, maybe you go in the objects. There are like hundreds of objects in Salesforce. There's products, there's categories that there's just, it's endless. Then you can build tons and tons of custom ones. So yeah, forever, I was just like touching the top 1% of the system. And now I realize how huge it is. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, we could always go deeper. Right? You always so. can. Yeah. And and like you said, you're learning something new every single day. And I, I love that personally. Some mm-hmm. people yeah. are like, uh, that's a chore, but you know, it's, it's a process. Yeah. And I like building content. So I do have a small YouTube channel, just like eight Pardot videos and eight Salesforce videos so far. And, you know, it's my goal. Like one of my goals this quarter is to put three new videos up there. And I just do like simple three minute ones, just like this little task. So I love every time I learn something new, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Because if I just learned about it after being in the system for 18 years, other people probably don't know about it. And this is a really nice thing to know. So exactly. A little quick little secret or gotcha. Right. It's it's yeah. always the number one question I, I get from people is how do you come up with ideas for making content? <laughs> if you're struggling with something with with something, if you have struggled and learned how to, you know, and then also why make content about it. Make a blog or videos like um it will help someone out there absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah right and then try to get it to um you know get into search engine and the youtube algorithm so people find it. oh the youtube algorithm Uh, (laughs) it's i have not mastered that yet i like 60 followers i'm sorry i'm going off topic here but i have one uh business channel the, the uh, Hoff's Tech um, channel that got monetized, even though I hadn't uploaded anything in two years. Everything did went... you have the thousand subscribers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I actually had um, twenty three hundred, I think, at the time. But I have one video, one that has two hundred and sixty thousand views. And it still gets like like five thousand per month. I got monetized off of one video. Oh, nobody that's what I hear that's like you just gotta like hit it. Nobody you know, ever you know? says that. They're always like you have to put up content constantly. 
I think you just have to put out good content. Yeah. What was the topic? I'm just curious. The importance of diversity in the workplace. So most of the views and comments are hate. But you know what? Okay. Hate views are views. Hate comments only help you get more views. So. Oh, okay. Thanks, trolls. (laughs) Now I'm monetized and (laughs) I've made like, I've, I've made a whole $40 off of my channel. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like, okay. Yeah. You always see these people on YouTube and I I follow a lot of travel people. Mm -hmm. And this one lady's like. You know, how I actually make my money is by doing this traditional job. Yeah. And I make maybe $200 from YouTube, you know, a little bit from affiliates, yeah. you know, sponsors. Sponsors so. are like the main thing. Yeah. But okay. TikTok is a lot easier. You'll get a lot more views because people's attention spans are terrible. They don't want to watch right. like a a half hour thing or a 10 minute thing. They want to watch a 30 second thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> interesting. that's my tip. Anyway, okay. back to you and tech. Um, let's talk about, you know, how um, people can start. I think that was my outlook that just went, that just made okay, it. Okay. I didn't hear it. Okay, good. <laughs> so I don't have to edit. That okay. Out. Closing all tabs. Anyway. Um, when people, how, how can people get started in tech? Um, well, I, I want to close this, um, a lot of different ways. So the one thing about the Salesforce, um, if we just talk about that, and of course I'm sure HubSpot, they, HubSpot has this huge university. You can train yourself. So you don't need to pay for a course, right? You can, it might be more efficient, then you might get some personal attention, but there are so many free resources. Salesforce, you just go to trailblazer.me and you can sign up just with the, if you have an email address, you can sign up for a free account. And there are tons of these trailheads and they're all, all kinds of information, how to be an admin, how to how to be a sales user, how to use Pardot, how to use Marketing Cloud. And Salesforce has, you know, tons of other products they own, like Datarama. They have analytics tools. So not only does Salesforce put out this free content, there's other content providers, people like me, um, uh, that... I haven't done one any personally, but I could put together my own trailhead. Hey, I think there's a need for this. I can put together a trailhead, put it on the system, and then anyone can look at it. So there's always fresh ideas out there. So that's one way. YouTube. YouTube is great. It's a little, it's a lot of clutter to go through. That's the only problem with YouTube. And some of it's outdated. So that can be a problem. Um, and then, but if you go into this trailblazer, not only is there free training, and they have this whole gamification where you can get badges and then become the, you know, the trailhead leader and then a ranger and in this whole Boy Scout trail thing. Um, And then in addition, there's communities. So there's all these groups within the community and community events. So if you look at my Instagram at Carol underscore freelance life, there is, I just posted, here's all the free events. And I posted, there's virtual events, which is nice. So there's a nonprofit Salesforce virtual event from Los Angeles, I believe it was. And then there's another 
Pardot one in Tampa that's virtual. And then there's a, a breakfast in a live breakfast, real in person in Denver, all coming up. And most of the stuff, Salesforce actually puts the money behind this. And so there's all this like they host and give, you know, free food and swag and it's, you know, you can network with other people. And that's, that's one way really starting to network. So you can network right on the community sites. There's tons of groups. And even if there's like the, the Denver, I think it's just the Denver Salesforce group. And then there's the Den or there's a Boulder group. And then there's some that are specific to different products, you know, part of, et cetera. Um, and the, and within those communities, you can just, you know, chat with people and that's how, and you can ask people, how do I get started? And people are so friendly. They'll say, oh yeah, this person's, you know, this company's hiring, this co- company's hiring. And there's a lot of these bigger agencies. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I think one like Sloan or Sloan or something um, that they want to hire junior people because Salesforce admins can make pretty good money, right? But and so these bigger companies, they don't want to pay top dollar. So they want to bring junior people in that are smart. And, and if you have some like trailheads under your belt and, and they would love if you are an official admin and there's all this free training on how to learn to be an admin and take the test. If you can take the test, you'll probably get hired by a junior company pretty fast. Um, of course, it depends on your personality and <laughs> your likability and, you know, your ability to show up to the interview and all that good stuff, you know, normal job stuff. But um, yeah, that is definitely a way, like network, talk to people. I remember the first time I started freelancing, you know, outside of my my Gabriel Sales, um, we were started a sales outsourcing company. I really just wanted to go kind of more like off on my own. It's still all under Gabriel Sales, but more freelance, you know, mentality my friends just like to start telling people and it will come. Sure enough, I started telling people. And then for me specifically, I had good experience just from my on the job experience. And then I just went on to Upwork. If you've heard of Upwork. Oh yeah. Um, I uh, love Upwork. (laughs) (laughs) Upwork.com. And I just put up and, you know, I just started, I'm just going to go for $60 an hour. You know, whatever you would get paid at a job you think of that hourly. So if you make $60,000 a year, there's 2,080 hours in a year. So I've been a recruiter. So like, I know that's, that's the number. So roughly that's $30 an hour. If you're contracting, you just double yeah. that. So, cause you can't bill all your hours, obviously. So $60 an hour, that was a good starting point. And so I just did it and I just started bidding on jobs. And you also kind of want to go under a little bit because you want to get those first jobs. Right. So then you can get five-star ratings and then once you get the five-star ratings, then more people start coming to you. And now Upwork is just a step. I've been on it for, this will be four years in November. Wow. I can't believe it. And I stick with it. Like a lot of people are like, oh, why don't you just go off Upwork? And no, they're providing a huge, valuable service to me. They are marketing for me. If you Google Parda Consultants, Upwork has an ad on the first page. Boom, my face comes nice. up. Like, like that is worth 10% to me. I'm sorry. you know. And so being a business owner, like I understand how much stuff costs. I don't do Google AdWords. I don't run yeah. social ads. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't do any other advertising. Upwork does my advertising for me. And then, you know, I'm starting to do my own email marketing and, you know, I do some social posts, but I don't pay for anything. Yeah. I guess. 
it uses your time. Ultimately you're paying for it, but um, you know what I'm saying? So I, anyway, I love Upwork. So I, now I get probably, you know, one to two jobs every month just wow. from that without even really doing anything, but I've mastered, I've mastered my reply. I've mastered turning around my proposal fast. Like I, I know what people like in the proposal. So it took me a while, a little trial and error and what works, but Upwork has tons of great resources, how to get your first job, how to write a proposal. Yeah. So, you know, the main thing is you have to, you know, this is the other question about being freelancer. Like you have to be self-motivated, you know, it's not just, right. you don't just show up and then the work just comes to you. Like I put effort into it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I can say as an employer, uh, the only people I've ever hired in the past two years were all Upwork and they were oh, really? all excellent. All of them. I've hired at least four people. I guess. Yeah. Like from all around the world, I hired people in India, um, in Atlanta, and then also in the uh, Philippines and they were all just great. And then I thought maybe I should start to freelance. And I literally set up my profile uh, yesterday. So yeah, I'll be on there too soon. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Okay, great. Awesome. Yeah. And that, um, so what was your requirement when hiring people? Did you only take five-star people? Did you take a chance on anyone or only one with ratings? I took a chance on one person um, that had 83%, I think, um, and he didn't show up to the interview. So, hmm. But everybody else um, had at least four stars, yeah. Because I understand that some clients are impossible. Some clients you just can't please. And so to expect a five-star rating out of people who have made like $100,000 plus and have Mm -hmm. like, you know, 100 projects or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not going to judge. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But it is, it is nice because when I was hiring, um, when we were doing the sales outsourcing, I always check references. And I swear, when I did not check references, boom, that person didn't work out. Yep. And I'm like, dang it, you know? So, but that's what Upwork does for you. It's basically checking the references because yep. people are putting, you know, their comments. And you see if people like stay at, a, you know, if they get a low review. But if they were there for nine months, they must have been doing something right. Yeah, exactly. You know, project. Yeah, it's it's a great platform anyway. Yeah. And there's other ones. Are you familiar with TopTail? I tried to do that, oh. but they said like, yeah, they're, they always like advertise for Pardot. But when I try to go in there, they're like, oh, you're not a developer. And I said, Pardot doesn't really have developers. So yeah, I, I, they keep advertising their Pardot jobs, but like, so I don't know, maybe they're like in transition. So sort of, but that seems like a good one also. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's talk about uh, mentoring because you mentioned all of these communities and connections that you can make. Um, why is it important to find mentors? Experience, basically. Um, it's just going to, well, one, it'll give you a little confidence that what you're trying to do is working or not working. Mm-hmm. So, and kind of keep you on task. So I am mentoring probably about four people right now. And one person I met from the trailhead and, you know, the trailblazer community, 
other people I met on Instagram. They said, I, I want to get started in this. What do I do? So I don't, it's not really super formal. And I think you mentioned, or someone else, your podcast or someone else is like, I think you said you mentor like a hundred people at a time. Yeah. yeah, I do. But they're not just like, it's not like this formal, we're going to meet every right. week and we're going to do these projects. And, you know, it's just like, hey, checking in. Hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. And one lady I mentored, she works for me full time now. Just, she was amazing. Other people I've mentored, you know, we never moved forward. Just, you know, they decided they just couldn't put the effort into it and, and that's fine. But I shared with them all the details, how to get started and they just never took the step. So, you know, that's, you know, I learned that and, and I have, I don't, it doesn't bother me any, you know, and mm-hmm. now I'm like, how can I do this a little bit more mass scale? How can I support people and, you know, but have it still be personal like, yeah, here's what you should do. And, oh yeah, don't give up. And I mean, part of it's motivational, but a lot of it's very tactical. Like, okay, let's get your resume together. Okay. You're, you don't have a lot of college experience. You don't have a lot of work experience. Here's how you want to rearrange your resume to look, make it look good. Here's the cover letter you want to have. Um, you know, if you want to go freelance, let's really see if, you know, freelancing is for you. And so that's why I put together that Instagram, it's a relatively new account, but just, I want to like motivate people, but I love the whole travel. I have my travel podcast. So it's a little blend of my travel podcast and work. Um, cause my whole philosophy is, you know, location independent work from anywhere, you know, travel. And then I, I want to start posting now where good places to work remotely, or if you want to take a sabbatical, I definitely believe in the whole, you know, work-life balance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And part of it's like, do I want to work remote or do I just want to work nine months out of the year and then travel three months? I'm still like debating that. Um, I have a daughter in high school still, so we have two more oh. years and then I'm just going to travel all over the place. That's my plan. First of all, yeah. you do not look old enough to have a daughter in high school. So kudos to you <laughs> and, and your skincare <laughs> routine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but awesome. I, I think it's important for people to know that mentoring like as as you said it it isn't like a structured like program um and mm-hmm. people generally you know i don't i don't want to say this in a bad way but they'll only contact you if they need something which is totally mm-hmm. okay um yeah. so it's not like you're talking to 100 people every single day no it's just like mm-hmm. Here and there, I just um, yep. answer pretty much anybody that <laughs> messages me on Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok now. Um, yeah, but I think it's important to have that experience and to pass on experience to others and then champion them to mentor others in the future. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's what... I was listening to another woman's podcast who she really talks about, you know, being productive and being the best she can be. And am I, am I doing enough, you know, to really make a difference in this world? And she's a parent and she runs her own business. It's like, yeah, we can't do it all. But, you know, like, I think even just in, like just mentoring a few people, then it's kind of like the snowball effect and teaching people give. And then, yeah, I'm on this one like Slack group for Pardot and this one woman just she's giving, giving, giving. I'm like, do you have your own consulting firm? Like, are you trying to get, I'm always That's like, what's true. this been? Are you trying to, yeah. trying to get new business? And she's like, 
no, I, she goes, I don't want to consult. You know, she, I think she does a few speaking, but she has a full-time job. She goes, no, I just like, I just like sharing my knowledge with people. I'm like, oh my gosh, that motivates me to be more generous. Mm. I'm like, oh, I need a course. How many, you know, and I'm like, no. And Mm. I mean, I'm trying to build my audience and, um, but you know, I, I share content. I do have a course. I'm working with Udemy right now to build a course. And so I'm pretty excited about that. That'll be out in like February. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I want to be able to monetize my talents, but I also want to be generous. And especially people just starting out, there's a young gal who reminds me of myself. She's in her 20s, working at a restaurant. She's like, I want to get into sales. I'm like, and her, she's another podcaster. She's a very dynamic personality. I'm like, 100%. Yes, I would hire you today if I was hiring for sales. Like, I'll tell you exactly how to get that sales job. You'll be making six figures in two years. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and a lot of it's people just not, not thinking they're good enough. Really? Oh, I shouldn't charge that much or, you know, no one's in. And like a client asked me the other day, he's like, are you going to bill me for all three people that were on that meeting? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, I need them all. Yeah. She's the project manager, keeps us on task. I'm the part out expert. And the other guy's the engineer. We all need to know about this. So it's most efficient that we're all in this meeting. Yep. Some clients, you know, doesn't make sense. We don't need six of us involved on every single meeting. And I'm, I'm very particular about, you know, I try to be as prudent as possible, but I'm not going to say, oh, I had one, um, another, I guess, colleague that I talked to at a like similar type company and he would never charge for his time because he was the owner. And I'm like, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you're probably actually the most valuable person at the company. So I think you should charge. Of course. Maybe a little account management here and there. Yeah, exactly. I think um, imposter syndrome, you know, that's a a pretty common thread in all of our lives. But then also knowing what to charge people is I, I still struggle with this because there are so many different um, types of companies to um, have hire you, right? If it's like a larger Mm -hmm. company, they'll obviously pay more because they can. But if it's like a small um, company, then they're kind of cash strapped. You know, I I know that feeling from my own company. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, hard <laughs> to freelance. Yeah. And I actually, yeah, I'm a, a little bit flexible and that, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, my accountant once said, he goes, I, I throw the likability fun- factor into my pricing. <laughs> like if I really want to work with you, well, I might be a little bit more flexible. Nice. Pricing. Um, and, you know, also just like understand like, okay, you've got deep pockets. I know you're paying yeah. this much for this other agency. And I happen to have this expertise that, you know, I'm, I know I'm probably better than this other agency you're working with. So I know you're paying that. So I know you can afford it versus someone that like, they really can't afford it. And, but they really need the help. And so, you know, still charge them, but you know, yeah. all right, I'll, I'm very flexible. So I'll do like punch card for some people. We just do like 20 hours. They can use it, it expires in a year. And they just call me for some one off, you know, like phone calls, other people on my monthly retainers. That's my ideal. 
Um, other people, I usually, how I start with a lot of clients is a project. And I usually say minimum 20 hours mm. project. And those are the people that I find on Upwork. Because that, that gives us a chance to get to know each other. If I never, almost ever just do the hourly on Upwork, just, you know, if you have like a, whatever. So I have my hourly rate up there. But I always say, we're going to do 20 hour project and we use milestones. So basically they're committing 20 hours to invest with me. And, 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 and I say, here's what I think we're going to get accomplished. We usually start out with a Pardot audit or Salesforce audit. And then we say, we're going to tackle, they usually have a few pain points. That's why they're reaching out. And so we'll, we'll tackle those pain points. And then maybe, you know, we'll go into like some of the latest Salesforce and part of features um, and see if you should turn any of those on. And that's one great thing about great thing about working with Salesforce is they are always, always adding new features. And so do I need to turn on this feature? How do I use this feature? Um, there's so much to constantly learn. Yeah. So again, that's, <laughs> I, that is definitely a piece of advice because mm-hmm. you just do like, just build by the hour. And then you just like each day you put your two hours and your one hour and then people start questioning, well, what did you do in that hour? Yeah. You know, so if you have like, here's what we're going to accomplish, you know, big picture, I'm going to help you save time. And so I'm going to have to do all these little tasks and then we're going to have these meetings. But at the end, we're going to see, I just streamlined these activities for you. And now your life is so much easier. And wasn't that worth $2,000 or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That is great advice. Um, Next, I have a segment that I like to call Precious Gems. This is where I take um, uh, questions and comments from people on social media. And this week, let me share my screen. This uh, comment comes from Emily Burt from LinkedIn. And she commented on a uh, post from Heather um, McDonald's episode. And she says, one of the things I'm most grateful for in my professional career is being surrounded by women who have taught me how to ask the right questions. I should have put this one question back about mentors because I have had a mentor that um, taught me this and really changed my whole outlook on leadership um, in general. So if you um, have a mentor or no, if you are a mentor, I would say that this is a very important skill to have. Yeah. Okay. I never really thought about that, but yeah, that's teaching people. Yeah. And I like, I can't think of an example. Well, right. If someone like doesn't want to pay enough, just, you know, saying what is your budget? And of course, the number one rule in negotiating is don't throw the first number. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, and I, I do ask the people a lot, a lot of times they won't give me a budget. And they'll say, well, I just want to know what it costs. And of course I have my bill rate up. So I love the, the Upwork leads mm-hmm. so much more. I've been doing some outreach on LinkedIn just to people. And when I get leads from LinkedIn, I swear they just are not the best clients. Yeah. For one, they think that because I'm reaching out that I'm desperate for work, I think. 
And so they don't think I'm going to charge very much, but the people on Upwork, they see what I'm billing and what I'm doing. Like they expect this rate. Um, You know, so just talking about money upfront is always so important. And then also in the project, how are we doing? How are we doing? Are you happy? You know, again, this is more for, for freelancing, but even if you're an employee, I think that's really important. Of course, a lot of companies have reviews. Smaller companies, often, they don't do the review process. And with everyone working remote, you know how easy it would be to fire people now? Because you don't see them. You're like, eh, I don't know if they're working that hard. You know, and so I think people that work remote, they really have to put themselves forward. And like my gal that I just brought full time, week one, Carol, here's everything I did for you. I'm like, oh my gosh. And now it's been two weeks. Here's everything I accomplished this month. I'm like, and I have access. I, I have total time tracking. Use this tool called Red Booth. I love it. And I know what she has on her plate. But for her to take the initiative to tell me I'm kicking butt, like she's sharing her value constantly. And like people, the imposter syndrome, I'm not good enough. I don't want to boast. I don't want to sound like a braggart. You know, you don't have to say it. Just say, hey, you know, here's everything you want me to do here's everything I did, you know, anything I can do better next week. doesn't matter if you're a freelancer or an employee, like your, whoever you're reporting to is going to appreciate that. Yeah, totally. absolutely. I love that. So um, how can a person choose, you know, <laughs> you have a lot of options in, in tech and, and even in freelancing or whatever, how does a person choose a path that is like right for them? Right. Yeah. So, well, I think the first step is kind of doing a little value evaluation. What, what do you like? What are you good at? Oh, this, have you heard of Ikigai before? I have not. I, I, it's a Japanese mm-hmm. word. It sounds like Ikigai, right? Yeah. <laughs> ikigai. No, it's Ikigai. I-K-I-G-A-I, Ikigai. It's kind of like a, you know, where's what's my parachute or one of those kind of things, who found my cheese. I can't remember the names of the books, but, you know, it's like, how do you know what you should be doing? You know, what's your passion? But they said, so they Ikigai is like this little process you look and there's tons of like articles and YouTube videos on it. But like, what are you good at? What do you like and what does the world need? That's the big one. And what pays? So figure out what goes in all those. Like the, our travel podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, it'd just be great if I just like search travel stuff all the time. And I do, I still like, it's just like a my side gig. And I don't know if I would like it. It'd be quite as fun if it was my full-time gig, you know? And so, but I'm always like, stay closest to the dollar, Carol. Like I could go down these rabbit holes in Instagram and, but Salesforce pays the bills. It pays really well. It is much more technical. I'm good at it. I'm, I have a good math brain. I have good project management. I know how to manage people. So I have all the skills. So why not maximize it? And it is fun. I learn something new. I try to stay away from the really like nitty gritty, like editing. And <laughs> like we do make landing pages for people and I don't do that. We project manage it and we have a coder that does that work. And, 
even just like all the back and forth that the client has around that, like that's not my favorite part of the job. I love going, okay, how to make your salespeople more productive. Like the strategy around that, like is so fun, but that work doesn't come every day. You know, it's, it's part of these bigger projects. So we have to do, you know, time analysis. I have to do that all the time and project manage, tell the client how many hours they use, how much pending, let's prioritize. You know, I'm pretty good at that. Again, that's not my absolute favorite part of the job, but so I do this because this is the bread and butter and it's fun, you know, but a lot of people that I'm, I'm a writer, you know, it's not tech. So, but tech is like, oh, I like website development. I like website design. A lot of people, they do, if they're into website, they like the analytics. Analytics is huge exploding. So if you can learn Tableau, I'm sure there's, you know, another Salesforce company, they bought Tableau really? a couple of years ago. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so they're probably going to change the name to like just something generic analytics, like Salesforce Pardot, they changed it to account engagement. Like, okay. Everyone's like, how's that a name? Okay. Um, so they take the like data rama, they change to like just data or something. <laughs> they always just have these really generic names, but it's all part of the cloud, all these different right. clouds. So thinking like what you're good at, what you're interested in and gravitate, but also how much is money important to you? So if you like don't need to be the breadwinner, you just want something to occupy your time, you want to learn, learn some skill sets, you know, light graphic design for social media, like you can get that job in a heartbeat, right? You know, every single little business in your town, they need some social media help, right? So you can find those jobs, no problem. And that's tech, like learning the apps. Should I use Buffer to post or should I use Hootsuite or should I use it? You know, I... I haven't even figured that out yet, you know, mm. and like, I'm pretty, I can get pretty technical, but it's just like, oh, I just don't have the, <laughs> just another tool. I don't want to learn another tool. There right? are so but many. If, <laughs> and there's these like automatic tools for LinkedIn to like auto look at people and auto follow people, follow them and auto send direct messages. So if you're getting a lot of direct messages on LinkedIn, yeah. chances are it's a bot. Don't worry about replying. I hate replying. that. I hate those, yeah. especially if there's like three in two weeks, like from no. the same person. That's, yeah. Right. And, and I didn't, I never told you I'm interested in talking with you. Why would you send me three? So people are turning email marketing into direct messaging on social. Exactly. Not good. I think maybe once a quarter automate it. I think that could be a good idea. So I don't forget about you. Um, you don't forget about me, et cetera. But I think it's, you know, it's gone overkill. But anyway, like if you're like a social media junkie, you can be in tech and social media. Oh, yeah. There is so much tech and social media. Oh, and if you like listening to podcasts and you like editing podcasts, podcasts are, as we know, exploding, yep. right? <laughs> I think podcasts are the new blog, right? Yes. So, yes. Right. That and is a good so point. you need to tech edit these. And there's so much different, you know, so many different technologies, just understanding who's good at it. And it's people that evaluate software, right? Um, I, I probably watched like, 10 videos I'm trying to figure out which system to host my podcast yeah. on. Do I do I end up going with Buzzsprout, but I looked mm. at Podbean, Anchor, and just so mm. many different options out there. But that that could be a whole the tech expert at podcasting. And now there's how do you monetize your podcast? And mm -hmm. there's something called Podcorn and these other how do you how do you be the matchmaker? Like you could be the expert at that. There's 
it, it's not, yeah. So tech doesn't have to be just about coding. I think it's a special personality that can do coding all day long, you know, and, but even if, if you have a little interest in coding, I would probably recommend doing it. And then if your personality says, I can't do this all day, but if you know how to manage coders and you know how to talk their talk, that is huge. Yeah. Cause not a lot of people know how to do it. So if you can just like my first sales job, I said, I, you know, I was the kind of person like to change jobs a lot in my twenties, but I'm like, I have to stay here for two years. It's my boot camp yeah. to show I can do it. <laughs> so if you could do like the boot camp for coding and stick with it for two years, maybe learn a few languages, you're going to be hugely valuable in project management because the people that code a lot of times they don't have the people skills or project management skills necessarily, not all of them, of course. So just learning that is huge. Absolutely. So there's so many ways to be in tech. Yeah. And tech is just, everything is just automations are just going to keep growing, right? As you know, if this is the internet apps, you know, apps on phone there, that's a whole specialty. Learning how to make apps. Right. How to distribute them. Yeah. And um, like you said, there are so many tools. I, um, Hootsuite to me was a little bit too expensive, I thought. So I plan out all of my social media content two months ahead of time on a mm -hmm. buffer. So sorry oh, okay. if I'm destroying the illusion, but that, you know, <laughs> anything that you see me post on social media is generally from two months ago and it was well planned. Oh, okay. <laughs> So now you have to do the holiday stuff soon, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm, I'm already thinking about like, you know, um, Christmas type, you know, themes or whatever, or taking a break from stuff for yeah. a while, because that's another thing that you have to do. Why did I bring that up? I wanted, I had a, yeah. I had a larger point. Oh, um, when, oh my God, it just left my brain again. But when... Um, mm -hmm people kind of aren't, aren't sure, um, what path to choose. Um, a lot of people look at me and, and think that, you know, coding is easy. I've been doing it for 20 years. It's easy for me. So if you <laughs> compare yourself to me, then you're going to be disappointed. It's hard. It's hard to get started. It's it's hard to learn. But if you enjoy puzzles, making something out of nothing, having, you know, like a build succeeded moment, like every time something runs and it's successful, mm -hmm. you're just like, oh, I did that, you know? Yeah. Like, just try it out. Just like you said, that right. was excellent advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I could talk to you all day about everything, but I am respectful of your time. So um, before I let you go, uh, why don't you promote yourself and tell okay. people links, you know, of your content and all of that good stuff. Right. So I have a, well, LinkedIn is probably a super easy way. It's LinkedIn slash Carol Springer, C-A-R-O-L Springer. And then Instagram is also where I'm, I'm 
probably the most active right now. It's at Carol underscore freelance underscore life. So it just says Carol S. And I post stuff about freelancing, about Salesforce, kind of motivational, and then a bunch of fun travel pictures. And so I really love that site. And then I have a YouTube channel, it's Gabriel Sales Tech, um, where it's, I have Pardot videos and YouTube videos if you actually want to learn that. No videos about freelancing at this moment. Um, and then um, I also have a some free training on a Podia site. That's more complicated. <laughs> and then um, GabrielSales.com. That's more about our like sales outsourcing, but I have one page on there about Pardot Consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more about our services that we offer. But yeah, just reach out to me, probably the best on LinkedIn or Instagram, just to, to talk about this, how to get started, and um, definitely sign up for trailblazer.me if Salesforce is something you're interested in learning a little bit about. Or just go find a sales job <laughs> that I did <laughs> and say, do you use HubSpot or Salesforce? And then uh, either way, both of those are the, like those are the two most popular CRMs, which if you're not a techie, stands for Customer Relationship Management Tool. That's where salespeople put all the data about who they're targeting and talking to every day. Um, so HubSpot is the tool... Um, Kind of the, the stereotype is HubSpot's for smaller companies, like startups, and it's really kind of intuitive how to use um, how to use the tool. Um, so a huge demand for that. And then Salesforce is definitely for the enterprise, can get extremely complicated. So if you're thinking, hey, I eventually want to work for a, a big enterprise, I want to work, you know, for corporate America and I and I want to continue to get more and more technical skills, then Salesforce is the path. But if you like working with small businesses um, and you don't like the red tape of corporate America, then HubSpot might be the path for you. And again, if you're just getting started um, and like JavaScript is code, HTML that we need to support the marketing programs that we're doing. So those are great skills to have. Like if you like you know, a little design, email marketing, et cetera. So I know I went off the tangent there. Sorry. It's a podcast. It's That's, <laughs> that's the purpose of this. Yes. But thank yeah. you so much. I will have links to all your stuff. Um, okay, and great. yeah, Carol, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thanks, Shelley. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Thank you for like being so responsive to my request. Oh, hell yeah. yeah you're, you're, Absolutely. Yeah. She's just like, <laughs> You get back to people right away. So, I try. Yeah. If you need some help from Shelly, <laughs> she will write back. I so, really will. Thank yes. <laughs> thank you so much. Okay. So nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet okay, you too. Take care. See ya. If you want Bye. to support us, please like, subscribe, mm-hmm. and share this episode with, with your fellow gems. Uh, let me know in the comments what other topics you would like me to cover and follow TRs and Tech on social media and use the hashtag MakeYourselfShine. Thanks for watching or listening and have a great day. If you want to support us, please like, subscribe, and share this episode with your fellow gems. Let me know in the comments what other topics you would like me to cover and follow TRs in Tech on social media and use the hashtag MakeYourselfShine. Thanks for watching or listening and have a great day.